before I forget, because I always do, uh, we have been working on this curriculum for two years. Uh, it's, uh, we introduced our adult curriculum, which is called Katheros. It's an eight-week video curriculum uh, on the Jesus path to purity of heart. I guess about a year and a half ago, uh, more than a thousand men have gone through it. It's just helping so many guys to find freedom and prevention and arming themselves in this culture. We really wanted to do the student curriculum first because we feel like we've got to go to the root and the heart of the problem uh, b before it starts, so to speak, and to provide not just a, uh, a, you know, a, a resource that trains and helps kids that are caught in it, but actually prevents them from ever getting there, like arms them uh, for, for the culture. But the problem with the, well, I'll put it this way, with the men's curriculum, it's me sitting in front of a camera doing eight stations uh, to the Summit of Freedom and, and just training men one-on-one, -on -one, and then they have the book and the resource to go with it. Well, that's, that's good enough for men. Teenagers <laughs> demand a little bit more uh, in terms of their media. So we just realized that we had to take a bit of a different approach, that we had to put a lot more time and money and effort into the video portions of our, of our curriculum for young people. And then we, we realized this that we couldn't approach young people the same way we approach a man uh, who is coming out of all kinds of brokenness and addiction and they're, you know, they, they've, they suffered loss, they've suffered, you know, exposure. And uh, we, had to, we had to approach it with a, a little bit more logic with young people and a little bit more of the why, you know, why this is detrimental and, and speak to some of that logic. And so... The videos are amazing, and uh, they will, uh, we're actually, we just got the book in this week, the Field Journal, where uh, young people walk through 30 days of purity of heart. The videos are going to be delivered to us from one of the top uh, media companies in the southwestern part of the United States, Retrospect Films. Uh, they're going to be delivered to us in November, and so... We are, uh, this will be, you will literally be the first people uh, that we've actually introduced this to and, and uh, made available. So it's called Catharos for Students. It's a 30-day journey uh, to purity of heart, and it is a mentoring program. So it's not something you just give to your kids and say, hey, go through this. Here's the video link. Go through it. I hope, I hope it goes well. The idea is that you do the program together with them. Watch the video with them. The videos are 30 minutes. Uh, go through the journal together, and then there's discussion and conversational uh, opportunity at the end of each video that, are, that is actually in the, the, the book and in the curriculum. And then there's a day a week between each of the videos. So it goes one month or four weeks, four videos, and there's, there's kind of like discipleship work and journaling work for, for your, your young people. Now, this is for young men. We, we have plans for, for young women as well. We, uh, we just can only do one thing at a time. And, uh, and young men are, uh, right now at least, they are the ones that are engaging in it the most. So we thought, well, we're going we're gonna to start with this. So if, if you're one of those parents that says, man, 
I don't know how to walk through my 12-year-old, my 13-year-old, my 15-year-old through this. Uh, I can ask questions, and I can be a parent, and I can love them, and I can help them, but I need somebody to help walk through. That's what this is for. So for educators, for youth pastors, uh, you can do it in a group setting if you want to get a group of kids together uh, in, in youth group, or if you want to do it individually as parents, uh, you can walk your kids through this. So what we'll do is... Uh, if you want this curriculum, you'll pick up this card. It'll give you the uh, it'll give you the uh, address or the the web address for the the video training, which again will be out in November. As soon as it comes out, we'll let you know. You can sign up uh, with one of these signups so that you'll be on our subscriber list. So if you give us your name, your email, your your phone number, we'll keep you up to date as soon as uh, the video is uh, released. And you can do it online, but you can take the, the journal home with you. So that curriculum is $49. We spent $100,000 on all of the production, all the research, all the videos, uh, all the design, and, and the work of... Uh, the journal. It is just state-of-the-art, and I promise you it will engage your kids like nothing they've ever watched. It is powerful. So uh, it's worth it, guys. Um, I mean, I, I spent uh, my first year of recovery, I spent $50,000, so $49 would have been a great investment for me back when I was a teenager, right? Uh, counseling, if you go to a counseling appointment, your kid gets messed up in this and you end up having to go to counseling, which I did with my kids, uh, 200 bucks a shot for a counseling appointment. That's just one. And you'll probably have to go through a full year. So this is worth it. Actually, it probably should, we should be charging $250 for it, but we're not because I want to get it out to every single parent we can get it to. And that said, as we do with all of our material, if there is ever somebody that just says, man, Blaine, I just don't have the money. We're in a tight place right now. We give it away. So if you're like that, just kind of quietly come to the side with me, you know, after just say, hey, man, would you mind if I just, you know, take one of these and I'll, I'll forward it down the road or whatever. That's fine. We just, we want you to have this resource. So we're only able to, to pack 30 of them into my suitcase. So that's all we uh, could do. So first 30, and if you can, uh, if you have cash, I can help you here, or a check, I can help you here. If you have a card, you'll have to go to the little card holder, and Julian said he would uh, graciously be over there to help you if you're not sure how to use that, um, but you can use a card. Okay, let's talk about just a couple things here, and then we'll do some uh, Q&A. Let's talk about boundaries on technology. What kind of of boundaries should we set uh, in our home? So how many have boundaries right now? Like you have certain things that your young people, you know, know that they can access or can access. So a lot of you, most of you, have some, some kind of boundaries. Uh, the first thing that I would say is just be aware that this, the cell phone, the, the smartphone, is the number one gateway, all right? It's not computers, although it happens on computers, but it is largely happening on phones. So the, the minute that you put a, a, a phone that has access to the internet 
in the hands of your, your young person, you're also, you should also know that you're giving them access, if the phone is not filtered in some way, to the whole world of, uh, of pornography. So, how do you deal with that? Uh, you know, Jesus said, he made this statement, and it was actually concerning lust. Uh, right after he talked about adultery, he said, uh, if your uh, eye offends you, gouge it out, right? And he was talking about lust. So he says, if your eye offends you, gouge it out. Now, for all of us Bible literalists, that is the one scripture that we might not take literally, all right? So I'm a literalist for the most part, but that's the one. And, and yet there have been great men of God that actually gouged their eyes out in, in church history. Can you believe that? Uh, among other things, there are, there, are, there are, you know, people that have actually taken this literally. They were so committed to it, which is crazy. But obviously Jesus was saying, listen, if you have an issue if there's a, a, a sinful proclivity that just keeps showing up, he says, I'm giving you permission to be radical and unreasonable with this. Like, because if, if there was actually uh, a church father that has uh, helped to form a lot of our, our Christian biblical theology, his name is Origen from the 300s, he was one of the great church fathers. You can read about him in church history. But he did this. I mean, he cut off certain parts of his body because he had a lust issue. That's how committed he was. Now, I don't agree with it. But when I get to heaven and I see Brother Origen, I'm going to say, bro, you are a radical. You are committed. You were serious about this. And so that's, I think, the implication here from Jesus is, like, this is a serious issue. So do what it takes. Do what it takes to protect yourself from it. So for me, when I first came out of that crazy world that I was in, and all of my crazy world started right here. All of it started right here. Internet contacts. I mean, the whole world is right here. You know what I did for a year? I threw this away. Literally threw my, threw my, my, my laptop in the garbage. I was so mad at it. It had so, it had so been a gateway of destruction for me. So I gouged out my eye, said, you're gone. This is detrimental to me. I threw my iPhone away. You know what I got? A little Nokia flip phone. Can't do anything but call. No texting, no internet, no nothing. Well, that solves some problems. Solves some issues. Because early on, I needed some strong boundaries. I mean, I needed not to have access in my world. Now, over time, what happened? God got a hold of my heart. God changed my heart. And pretty soon, I could responsibly, carefully, and in a holy way engage in technology again. And it's not an issue today. Now, I still have boundaries. I still have really important things set up in my life. For instance, uh, my wife Lori and I have access to this laptop, either one of us, 
She, she can pick it up anytime. In fact, she does. It's our laptop. She, uh, you know, she shops with it. I write with it. I mean, I answer emails and she answer her, but she knows every password. She can go through all the history. Same with my phone. I leave my phone out all the time. In fact, there are times I'll run down to Walmart, give her the phone and say, honey, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Feel free to, you know, look through my phone. So there's complete transparency and I have to have that. And then she needs that to feel safe too, which is fine. And we have an agreement uh, together that you can ask me any question you want, anytime, any, any thoughts you're having, any concerns you're having, and I will not get defensive. I'll not put up my guard. I'll not say, oh, I can't believe you don't trust me. You know, I will just respond like a good husband and be honest with you and be truthful uh, with you. So there has to be godly, good boundaries in our relationships and with our young people. So I, I, again, you have to parent the way you feel like you can parent best. But I, I know parents uh, today that are Christian parents they will not give their son or daughter a iPhone with access to the internet until like they're 16. Some, some older. I mean, I, I know a few radicals like until you're an adult, you're out of the house, you're, you're on a flip phone. Like, I mean, it's just, that's how concerned they are. All right. So again, you have to figure that out. What does that look like for you? You can, you can put all kinds of great filters uh, protection on computers, on laptops, and on phones today. Now, you can do all kinds of research. Uh, the, the, the company that I've always used, I've recommended, is called CovenantEyes.com. How many have heard of it? Okay, several of you. CovenantEyes.com. Now, there, there might be a, a .ca. I'm not sure if they have a, a Canadian version of that. But it will, uh, it will uh, once you subscribe, it will uh, do alerts on your phone. So when I, when I did get my computer back, I, I subscribed to CovenantEyes.com. It does a red flag if there's anything questionable in your, in your searching, in your internet uh, surfing, and it will alert a friend. And so you choose your advocate. So my advocate was a guy named Michael, one of my best friends who was doing the work with me. And so he would get a report every Monday about my computer activity for a week. And most of the time it was great. But there were a couple times in that first year and a year and a half that it was red flagged. And I usually would call him before he'd ever get the report. And just say, hey, I had a slip up. It's coming. You're going to see it on Monday. Let's grab, you know, let's grab lunch or coffee Wednesday and have a conversation around it. So it, it just, here's, here's what it did for me. Knowing that I wasn't alone on this felt so safe. I felt like every time I got on this, that Michael was like looking over my shoulder and seeing where I was and where I was gonna go um, or where I'd been. And that, that helped me. So I think, uh, you know, regardless of kind of what you set up, in terms of your phone and your computers, uh, man, if you can put some uh, blocks, computers, filters, uh, it's going to make a huge different, uh, difference with your kids. Another couple uh, 
a couple uh, companies or agencies that you can uh, check out. Net Nanny is another one, N-E-T-N-A-N-N-Y. And there's one called True Vine Online, True Vine Online, okay? Here's another part to this. Uh, I would encourage you to create an open device policy. So uh, what that means is uh, that you create kind of household rules around electronic devices, uh, when they can be open, when they're available, and that you have access to all of them. There's nothing secret, nothing that is just theirs. Uh, so you could create like an internet use contract in, in your home. So sites that your children uh, are permitted to visit. Like, let's talk about what sites do you want to go to if you're on the internet? You know, we're, 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 you know might be a, uh, there might be study sites for their, their, their homework, or uh, maybe they're into soccer, you know, and they want to follow soccer team or watch soccer YouTube videos or whatever. So just figure that out. Like, why are you, you know, rather than just saying, you know, I trust you, you know, why do you want to be on the internet? Uh, wh wh where do you want to go? So let's, let's, uh, let's clarify that. Times of day that they can access the internet. So you can create those boundaries. Like from, from this o'clock on, we're off. Family time, hang out. You know, getting ready for bed, doing homework, whatever. But here's, here are the zones that we can engage. So you know uh, when they're going to be there, and you can be there to make sure on some level it's, it's monitored. Length of time would be another thing. Like how long? 30 minutes? 15 minutes? 20 minutes? An hour? Depends what they're doing, right? So just being clear about those. Uh, appropriate consequences for breaking a rule. You know, so you discuss, well, you know, there's, you, you go on too long or you're on an inappropriate time or you're visiting inappropriate con content, there, there are appropriate consequences. So it might be a 30 day, 30 day ban or 60 day ban or whatever, or your phone's taken away. Or, uh, so there, ha there has to be privileges uh, that are taken away. And, and then there should be privileges for following the rules. There should be like, good job, Johnny. Uh, you're, you get 30 more minutes if you want to check out some more soccer videos or whatever, or you want, you're studying on how to be a magician. You want to watch some, you know, magician, whatever. So, so I think it can go both ways. The thing that I would encourage you in on those is, again, don't just get into rules and boundaries. Make sure that there's conversations around the why and around the Jesus uh, ethic in their life. And so what can some of those conversations uh, look like? How can we engage in, in some of those times with our kids? Listen to this, this scripture in Deuteronomy. It is so practical. It is one of the most beautiful passages on how to disciple our, our children. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, this Deuteronomy 6. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your strength. These commandments I give you today are to be on your hearts. And then he, look what he says. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when? When you sit at home, when you're along the road, a walk on the road, 
when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands. Bind them on your foreheads. Write them on your door frames of your houses and on your gates. Wow. That is awesome. Like, take every single opportunity you can to bring the influence of Jesus, to bring the influence of the Lord, to bring the influence of the gospel in their lives. And what he's saying is, don't just set up family devotions once a week, Sunday night at 5 o'clock for an hour. He's saying, like, just find the little moments and, and seize those moments of conversations when a good question is asked or something has happened that creates a bit of a crisis or you have a road trip. I have a good friend, uh, uh, his name is Scott, and he's got kids that are in their teens right now, and he said, Blaine, I had the greatest road trip with my kids. We drove from Tulsa to uh, Tennessee, and uh, I put in one of your, your teachings to, to students on sexuality. I'd done some of these talks on sex to, to teenagers, and uh, it was kind of like a seminar. He said, we listened to it for like three hours on the way to Tennessee, and after each session, he and I would just have a conversation, and I would just ask him questions. He said it was so good because I didn't have to do the talk, so to speak. I could just kind of let you bring up the conversation, and then I would just ask questions, say, what do you think about that? You know, what do you think about Blaine said about that? Or what do you think about those consequences? What do you, you know, what do you, what do you think are good boundaries for, for you growing up right now? Here's what I think. What do you think? And he said, by the end of that road trip, man, we were tight. And we had conversations that we'd never had. And my son was actually suggesting good boundaries that I'd even thought of. He was like, Dad, yeah, I, I, I could get in trouble here, you know, if this happened. Uh, he actually brought up, he said, you know, when I do sleepovers, there's temptation because sometimes some of the friends that I sleep over with, they don't have the same values that we have in our home. He brought that up to his dad because his dad was parenting the heart. So you just have to take advantage of the moments with your kids and engage with them. And it starts with just questions and it starts with just letting them open up and having a safe space. And, and can I encourage you to make sure your kids are in church? Like, if there's youth group, if there's a youth function, whatever, get them there. You know, encourage them to be in relationship with other Christian young people. Get resources that your pastors are sharing uh, with you and with your kids. Uh, talk about... The message, you know, when you're driving home after Sunday, Pastor Joel's preached, uh, you know, have a conversation. If you have a 20-minute ride home or you're going to lunch together, just say, hey, Pastor Joel talked about prayer today. And this is one of the points he said. What do you guys think about that? You know, what, what, what does prayer look like for you? Do, do, do you like prayer? You know, do you, do you engage in prayer? And, uh, okay, well, tell me what that looks like. And uh, have you ever seen an answer? I mean, just... Those moments with your kids, if you'll just begin to get in routine with them, they'll kind of get used to it. And they'll, they'll begin to realize, man, I've got I've to respond to this. Pray with your kids too. Like if they have a need and you can't meet it, why not pray with them? You know, like they, they want to buy something. 
and it's a, it's a good desire of their heart. Maybe you just don't have the, the budget for that right now. I had a really good friend. Uh, he's a, he was a pastor, and his, his son came to him one day, and, and they, had a, they had five acres of land, and his son was eight years old, and his son came to him one day and said, Hey, Dad, uh, I want a horse, like a little pony. Not a big horse, just a little horse. And, and so Dad checked it out, and they just... A little horse like that, like a real good child, children's horse, was about a thousand bucks. He said, "Honestly, buddy, I, we we just don't have the money for that right now." But he, he said, "Why don't we pray about that?" And he was like, the son was like, "Yeah, let's pray." So they prayed, and uh, and when they got done that prayer, his his eight year old boy looked up at him and said, "Dad, God's going to give me a horse. I believe it. I we've prayed and." And, and this is the honest truth. Three weeks later, a man walked up to them in church. Father and son are standing there. And this man comes up, and he's a rancher. And he said, hey, pastor, I know, you know you've got some land. I've got this little horse that nobody will ride. <laughs> nobody in my family wants it. It just kind of sits out there, and I'm, I'm wondering, would you ever like to have a horse on your property? <laughs> I mean, can you... That, that kid, that eight-year-old kid is now a pastor, and he's now, and he's serving Jesus. And one of the reasons was he found out that God cared about him and could answer his prayers, because, because he had a father that said, hey, let's pray. So those moments are defining for young people. When we take time to pray with them, we take time to explain things to them, we, we answer uh, their most difficult questions. And can I, can I share a couple other spiritual, beautiful disciplines in, in parenting our kids? Is it's okay to say, I don't know. If they ask a hard question, you can say, you know what? That's a great question. I'm not going to act like I know the answer to that. But I'll help, I'll help find out. You know, so I'll, I'll dig around and, and come back, or maybe we could... You know, if it's a really hardcore thing, maybe we could go to a counselor together and discuss that, you know. So, so we'll figure that out. But I don't know it all. And then, you know what another beautiful, beautiful part of parenting is? Is realizing as parents, we will make mistakes. We will respond the wrong way. We'll get angry sometimes. We'll make bad decisions. We won't be perfect. And you know what kids love? They love a mom or a dad that will admit that when it has happened. There have been so many times that I've had to go to my sons and say, forgive me. I didn't handle that right. In fact, I did it two weeks ago. My son was sharing something with me. There was something he shared about the world he was, and understand, he's in his 30s, so, and, 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 I, and I just kind of said, well, well, Bob, this is what you need to do, and I just started being dad and figuring out his life for him, and I got off that call, and I thought that was the wrong thing to say. I could have brought some things up with some questions, like, well, how do you think that's going to work out, and let him kind of figure it out, rather than me try to treat him like a 14-year-old and be all righteous and dad again. And so I just called him back. I said, Bob, forgive me. I did not handle that well. And 
I'm not here to make decisions for you. You're an adult. So I just want to be available to you to ask questions and to kind of work through things. So forgive me for that. Well, he broke down. He started crying and I started crying, but it was just a, a father-son moment. And that could have been, in fact, he told me, he said, dad, I was really disappointed when the phone hung up. Like I, I thought, why did you, why did you come at me like that? And he said, it would have really caused a divide in our relationship. I would have really been hesitant to have another conversation with you after that. But this fixed it all. Sometimes we just have to apologize and ask forgiveness and be gracious and teach our kids how to do that so that they realize they don't have to be perfect either. But this is how we handle our, our imperfections, right? So. There's probably some more things, but I'm going to stop because I, I'm thinking, yeah, we're about quarter to, quarter to noon.